can never if, call you uh, smart. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's what changes about you as you get older is mm-hmm. you realize how precious your time is. It's just a rage because you suck so bad. You know what I try and do? I try and be my kid's hero. I've always sucked really, really bad at shooters. It's good to hear your voice, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, everyone. Dave here. Welcome to episode 10. In this episode, Phil and I talk about the early days of MMOs, which are massively multiplayer online games. Kind of a lost genre uh, nowadays. You think of um, all the multiplayer games that are out there, very you know, competitive uh, type of Twitch-based, but this was the type of game, and Phil says it best in this episode, I think, where they were just worlds that existed, and there was thousands of other players, and we would all log in and just kind of hang out. Some some nights we were going into dungeons, other nights we were playing in uh, battlegrounds, just all sorts of stuff. And um, there's been a resurgence with games like World of Warcraft Classic. And uh, it's funny, right after Phil finished editing this, we recorded in another uh, episode on a, a different topic that we'll eventually publish, but um, we got to talking about WoW, and there's an expansion called The Burning Crusade coming out, and uh, we're actually all playing uh, WoW Classic again. It's been fun to kind of see everybody feel what I felt when uh, I was walking around something that we played together all those years ago. So uh, I hope you enjoy this episode, and thanks for tuning in. <laughs> all right, so... <laughs> Let's chat about some games, and I think what we'll cover is games that we all played as a group. Because over the years, we've played games. And man, we've played games forever. We played games in college. We like we're on the 3DO playing Road Rash. Yeah, remember well, so that? You, like you came from the PC world, and I came from the console world. So I didn't. Uh, you you were the one who introduced me to Civilization and Dune and oh, all that yeah. kind of stuff. I never RPG. played any PC games until till you. And yeah, we should do a thing on retro computing at one point because it wasn't even like I came from the like I had just started the PC world when we were our freshman year at NJIT. Oh really? Um, yeah, like a year before that, I was Commodore Amiga. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it was two years before that. Yeah, maybe it was two years before that because that I knew Jeff from the Amiga scene, and he got the newer Amiga that time when we had all moved to PCs, he got like an Amiga 1200. And I remember I went to PC for VGA, which is 256 colors, which the Amiga Mm -hmm. didn't have at the time. So yeah, you're right. Maybe I went to PC in 90, probably the end of 90. That would make sense because we started college the end of 92. So I probably had a little, but it was still under a little under two years. But what happened because I did that, I missed out on Super Nintendo. Yeah, which my brother did. Uh, and I'm just going to use names. Screw it, because we're just we're just talking. Go ahead. So Mike, my brother Mike. Um, and that was a thing, because we always had a little competition, because he'd be like, look at what the Super Nintendo could do. And I'd be like, look what my computer can do. And um, 
it wasn't like it is today where you can get games that run as well, if not better on console with 4K and HDR. Like some of the games run better than my PC does. But back then you had to pick the type of game. You couldn't really get those deep RPG mouse driven type of games. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's why we were all on PCs. You're right. And it was, it started with the gold, they called them gold box, the SSI games. So like we were playing dark sun, Remember that D&D yeah. game? So I, I brought my um, my console to col- to college with us. If you remember that, was oh yeah, the Super Nintendo. That's right. With Wolverine, you would just make him sit there to regenerate. <laughs> yeah, I brought my Genesis. I brought my Super Nintendo. Yeah, and then we uh, we got the 3DO. Yeah, four hundred dollars. The 3DO. There's a cl- you can look it up. You can. I, I'll see if I can't find this, but it's. Um, let me see if I can Google it right now. It's basically price of consoles today. Price of consoles adjusted for inflation. There you go. Yeah, when the 3DO was released, it was 800 bucks, And then it went down to 400 And we snatched it up like it was some kind of deal. Yeah. So here it is. 3DO. In, and this is just the 26 prices. I'm going to send this to you, Phil. I'll put it in the um, sheet if you want to look at this. So the 3DO, just to give you an idea, because we had to go like all pitch in. The 3DO was $1,200 just in 2016's price. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> we had to have it. <laughs> yeah, because we were living this dream of, and this, you know, people today don't understand this because you got Xbox One and PlayStation Pro and, like even the switch is good graphics. Like we had this dream of the simplicity of the console and the being able to all play together, but the graphics of the PC because PC gaming was freaking, you'd spend hours with drivers. Like you'd, you'd be in the middle of the game. It would crash. You'd like run out of memory. You'd like your sound wouldn't work right. So you were literally in DOS trying to load things in expanded memory and extended memory and like trying to. T- I, I'm a 20 year IT professional right now because I had to figure out how to get those damn things to work. <laughs> yeah. And then for us to talk, we use like everybody's mic to try and get everybody's mic working. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was a Java. Yeah, that was later though. What was the thing that was a Java app? Was that TeamSpeak that was a Java app and then everybody – I don't think so. I don't think we had it. Maybe it was. We used Ventrilo. Yeah. We used TeamSpeak. Maybe it was Ventrilo. I, I, yeah, I forget. Like we all had to install Java on our machines to get it working. Yeah, I don't know. But TeamSpeak was easy to use and Ventrilo, you basically needed a PhD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, that was the session like every time somebody would start out just to be able to i mean think about that just to be able to communicate with edric because even um didn't xbox launch with the ability to talk to people with xbox live like they just it was just built in yeah and we had to figure out a way for all of us to be able to talk to each other yeah and so one of us would be on and then somebody else would figure out the technical glitches two other people would ask for the password and seven times and get it wrong (laughs) even though it was non-complex yeah and then uh jay wound up using setting up a server for us i think yeah so we always had that so yeah the password was the tricky part we would have to put it in emails 
in like guild notes everywhere. Yeah, so you we were just we recorded an episode where you were talking about our old Yahoo chat thing, mm-hmm. which was the start of so we should we should talk about that. Like it started out now UIY was the name of our guild and it was mm-hmm. from I think that you did that first in Quake as a clan. No, right? it was it was first in BF nineteen forty two. Because in order to see who was affiliated with who, they would put these little three-letter, like prefixes, and that's that was like what crew you were with, ah, or clan or whatever. I don't know what they called it. So we just made one up so we could fit in with the cool kids. You're right, yeah. Because we just put together a timeline before this episode, so that makes sense. Because it was right before City of Heroes, and then right before World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. And the U was for for Uber Cow, which was my guy. And then the the YY was because we would always greet each other with yo 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 whenever we got on Teamspeak or Ventrilo. Where, where, where did you uh, Sherry? Uh, it was like a Street Fighter thing. Too. Yeah, it was it was Akuma's Super. Yeah, Sherry Uken. And yeah, the, the name of one of his supers was the Goo Sherry Uken. Yep. So then we became UYY Goo Sherry Uken in, in uh, World of Warcraft. <laughs> Ah, that's yeah. You're right. Yeah, because we had a. It couldn't just be the three letters. So let's take a step back. It's 1997. We're all fresh out of college, working our first jobs. Got a little bit of uh, expendable income now, being a young twenty somethings. Everybody's Mm -hmm. in an apartment. Everybody's in IT. Everybody's got a computer, and. Were we using dial-up, or did we have? I, I was still a mechanical engineer at the time. Were you really? When did you join Alpha? Was that ninety-eight? It was ninety-eight. Yeah, I spent one year torturing myself as an engineer before I decided <laughs> to join you guys. <laughs> I remember that. I remember saying, "Phil, I've never seen somebody that learns stuff so fast." I'm like, "You'd be great at computers." Yeah, I'm glad you were. Uh, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, Man, what a different world that was too in in yeah. uh, 97 98. And so yeah, we were we were playing um Myth. We were playing StarCraft. We were playing Magic the Gathering online. We had like a whole bunch of games we worked through and yeah. Ultima Online was one of them. Now, I remember So this is weird. My where I grew up, which was in Tom's River, uh, New Jersey was one of the first people in the country for whatever reason, the cable companies decided to lay down cable modems there. So I actually wound up having a cable modem in like 91, 92 in high school. Mm-hmm. And then you couldn't get it anywhere. So I left broadband to dial up when I, we had the apartment. Right. Well, Cause didn't, we, didn't, yeah. Didn't we have dial up in the apartment? I, I, th- I think we had dial up later. At first, we had nothing. We would have to go to the computer labs for the honors, like the honors lounge, if we wanted to download anything. No, no. I mean, yeah, I know we got screwed with that in college. I mean, like when we all had apartments in '97, oh, yeah. Yeah. 56k. There you go. Yeah. So you would you would dial up. So these, because that's the thing, is that we started. There were these worlds that were created that we were going to dial into, but you were doing it over a modem. Mm-hmm. So the amount of packets, like they had to do so much trickery to get 
the frame rates going, where the servers were synced up with the client. Like if you think about it, comparison today, where you just have so much bandwidth, what they had actually code into these things. And so I remember I was at Alpha and they started this group. I switched. So I was in doing help desk and desktop technician stuff. And then they're like, we're going to start doing an app dev group. And they started having a, I always thought this was cool. They would have, if you wanted to learn and get together, it was basically a meetup internally in the company and you would meet after work. And I was like, I used to love programming when I was a little kid. I might as well get paid for it because there's this whole internet thing. <laughs> like web pages were just becoming a thing, like 96, 97. So I, um, I went there and everybody there was into RPGs and D&D. And two of the guys were playing this thing called Ultima Online, which is, so that's how I actually heard about it. And I had wow. played Ultimas in computer games, like growing we up. Like all on release date is what I remember. Were we really? Yeah. So maybe they were in the beta. I remember them telling me yeah, all about that's it. that's probably it. Because you and I met at the Freehold Mall the day it came out. And then we drove home exceeding the speed limit so we could log on. And have that one guy <laughs> steal all our stuff. All our stuff. <laughs> yeah. So that was, we logged in and I remember we were in town and we were, so this is what was cool. Just the fact that we were playing together because people don't realize back then multiplayer online was so new because you, you, if you were going to play with your friends, you went over to their house and you each had a controller in front of a little TV, Yep. sometimes split screen. That's what multiplayer was. So massive multiplayer online or MMO, this was really the first one. And it was isometric. So it wasn't even, there was like no 3D graphics. And we logged in and we we were like, wow, we got this whole world. And a guy was like, you got to come over to this quest thing and then killed me. Yeah, it was actually, the sequence of events was steadily more disheartening by the minute because we we logged on. And we just started wandering around, <laughs> and a squirrel that we saw in the woods it attacked us and ripped us to shreds. So then we <laughs> went back to the squirrel because we figured we just didn't know what we were doing. And then it ripped us to shreds a second time. <laughs> Wasn't I a ghost at some point? And you, all you heard was like, Rrr. and I was like, I'm typing to you, dude. And you're like, all I see is. <laughs> And, and then, so we just said, let's avoid the squirrely part of the woods. And we went to another part of the, of like some other screen. And there was a guy camped out in the forest and he had crafted for himself about 14 billion chairs made out of the, the trees in the woods. <laughs> and we thought, okay, well, that's, I don't want that to be the game that I play. So then we started looking for civilization and uh, that's when we got mugged. <laughs> and then we I disconnected to me like enough that. of this. We disconnected from the game and then we had to call each other because our computer was using the same phone line as our phones. And, and oh, we yeah. talked about how we never ever want to do that and how we were going to bring it back to electronics boutique. <laughs> <laughs> Which we did. Yeah, you're right. I remember that. Forty five so like minutes all that happened. Yeah. And it was awful. It was just pain. Like I remember. And then on top of it, we had lag. Like I remember lag. So even if we weren't getting destroyed and that was our first like player 
versus player PvP, mm-hmm. um, we couldn't like we would lag out and then things would just move around. Like it was like it would queue up and then the world would just go. Yeah, I think the, uh, that's yeah. the, the excuse we use for the squirrel tearing us to shreds. It's just lagging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, this, that was like, when, when did Quake come out? Let me look. When was Quake? Uh, when did Quake come out? 1996, February 24th, 1996. So this was right before Quake, because I got to put that down, because that was really the first kind of multiplayer where you could go in and there was multiple people and there was a bunch of hacks you could do in DOS where like it thought you were playing locally over a network, but you could act, there was services that were connecting you. Remember all Vaguely, that? Yeah. And then um, you would play at work. <laughs> I played Quake too, but we played it over the land. There was so much, there was so much playing at work mm-hmm. back then. Cause that's like where you had everybody and everybody had a piece. Hey, uh, let's see. Quake two release date was, December 9th, 1997. So that's right after Ultima mm-hmm. Online. And we were playing Quake 2 well after its heyday. So all the custom mods and like the professional map makers, like the game was very, very mature. And so at any given point, we could pick from like hundreds of maps to play against one another. It was absolutely amazing. You, you just... Um... You just reminded me the uh, April seventh. Here it is, April seventh, nineteen ninety nine. So when I was consulting, when we were at Alpha, and I was down at Micro Warehouse, there was a game called Team Fortress Classic mm-hmm. and TFC, and it was the most fun I ever had. Like we would play at lunch and after work, and you. It was the first shooter where you had roles. So it's like Overwatch is today. They had the spy. You had like the heavy weapons guy. You had the uh, sniper. And I remember playing that like crazy because that was my – and then I remember you playing um, – Yeah, yeah so we played Quake. I remember, I remember Quake stuff. Here's what happened. So I was a consultant, right? So I wasn't quite in the know when they closed the office because of snow. So one day it snowed and I didn't know any better. So I drove two hours into work. And when I got there, I was all by myself. So then I decided to use my time productively by reading the entire Quake 2 manual and figuring out how to customize all of my controls, tweak the sensitivities. I basically turned Quake 2 into an extension of my brain. So when they showed up for work the next day, uh, I became uber cow. <laughs> Before that, I was Kiko Cow. And Kiko Cow came from the Wu Tang Clan name generator website where I put my name in there and it told me I was Kiko Cow. So they changed me to Uber Cow when I uh, had perfected my skills. Oh, that's funny. See, like, that's what we talked about in the other episode where you learned DOS. Yes. Like, you just. You were just like went. I need to get good at. Like you've always had that where you want to get really good at something. Yeah, I read it cover to cover, um, and that's that's when I consider myself as being able to start learning it. <laughs> yeah, and didn't during all this time now. Now that I'm thinking about it, there was a company called 3DFX. Like during this time period, all of a sudden there became this thing called a 3D accelerator. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of it, remember, it was running on CPUs and you needed like a Pentium. And then it was a card you could add to your computer. 
So I remember the voodoo yeah, oh, yeah. cards, 3D. I remember 3D because I remember I got a voodoo card to play EverQuest. I remember too. Because you could get real 3D and it had its own API and stuff too. Um, let me yeah, see. I remember I'm one time you up. invited me over. I think EverQuest was like a few expansions in. And um, you showed me a tree and you told me how awesome the tree looked on your computer. And then I, I pointed out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember that. But now the trees look super cool in video games. So. I agree. All right. Let's, I, it doesn't say when it was released. Oh. Mm, no. It went out of business in 22. 2002. I'll have to look it up, but I remember Voodoo Graphics PC. Here we go. Early history towards the end of 96, it's saying. All right. So, yeah. So, what was happening? This was like a piece of history that was really cool. So, first person shooters were getting popular. And I read that book, by the way. It was really good. The book you told me, um, oh, Masters it was awesome, of Doom, wasn't it? Which talks about, yeah, yeah, which talks about Romero and Carmack and, um, just how, like how that, and I totally forgot about that. Like it was really, people were buying PCs mm -hmm. to play these and then CPUs got faster and then they had accelerated graphics cards all of a sudden. And so you were the one that showed me EverQuest and it was the first 3D accelerated game everybody could play. And it was like D&D. &D. Yeah. It was basically D&D &D only on your computer with your friends, no scripted, like storyline, you just go into a world and you just do stuff. And this was March, and that release date says March 16th, 1999. So were you in the beta or alpha? Because I know a lot of us used to do that. Or were you, you bought it and you were already playing it and then I you showed yeah, me Yeah, what happened after. was I bought it and I was super geek overexcited. I invited you over that day. You looked at it for 15 minutes. You controlled my character. You made me die in the water in the starting city of the elves because you didn't know how to swim. Fader, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you were said, "I'm going to the mall right now," and you were on the game within an hour. Fell with that's yeah. it. Fell with you killed me in the water and fell with. <laughs> wow, yeah, because that was that's the other thing. Like you get games through if you're on a PC through Steam, or you get them from Microsoft with Xbox or Sony with PlayStation or Nintendo on Switch, but. We had to get in a car and go drive to the mall and hope mm -hmm. that there was a copy and then install it with a CD. Oh, yeah. That was the case for a long time. Wow. I'm looking at Burning Crusade. I'm looking at Lich King, all of them. Look at this. I'm posting in a little uh, picture here. This will bring back. Here's a picture of Felwyn. All right. Look at that blocky little castle with the fog. And you can see the little elves oh, with the flame yeah. in front. Look cool. at that. So that, yeah, because that was that whole fade arc there. So what was great was all the people we knew, this is kind of like where the group started forming. Because all the people we knew, whether from work or like Kev, Kev I had met in, because you guys were friends. And then I met him when we were still mm -hmm. in high school. I mean, no, college, right? Yeah, Freshman college, year yeah. college, yeah. Um, um, and so we had all these groups kind of go together. And where did Brian, when did you meet Brian? That, was that, that EverQuest was days or was that later? Dark Age of Camelot. So we played WoW with him. Okay. Okay. So Dark Age of Camelot was me, you, Kev, Neil, yeah. right? Um, not Frank. Was Frank there? 
I don't know if it was. I think it was Frank because I met Frank in '98 when we were all playing TSC. So Frank, I must have been talking about EverQuest. Yeah, Irv was in there. Yeah, Irvin was a guy I met. He was working at Micro Warehouse, so he was a work buddy. Yeah, so that was so EverQuest came out in '99, but then Dark Age Camelot mm-hmm. is two years later. So here's a crazy thing. Back then, you would literally because I remember you had like a wizard yep. and I had a mage. Maybe Jay because we knew Jay from work because I remember Jay talking about his mage and I liked the mage too. Yeah, Jay's the one who showed me a request. He was in the beta. He was like, ah, he was the one who introduced me to it. That's right. Because mm-hmm. we were all at Alpha. All right. So there's there's the there's because so Jay was part of he yes that's right Jay was part of Dark Age because he was Steel Jan. No, uh, <laughs> that was me. He was um, I forget who he was. Ar Argion or something like that. Oh yeah, like Argion or Arduin or some Ardian. Yeah, <laughs> that was right. He was the guy that <laughs> Jay's secret fan. <laughs> I will tell so, that story when we get there. So. Uh, yeah, so we'll start just with EverQuest of – because this is such a unique point in time is that none of us were even married yet. And suddenly there's this entire other world. We have all this disposable income. We're working stressful jobs. So we would come home, and I was dating Cheryl at the time. I remember coming home at 5 o'clock, and she wouldn't see me. I would just be in this world playing with you guys. And she would go to sleep. So it was like, I remember her saying, like, I don't even see you. Like, we're supposed to be dating. Like, you need to get control of that. It was so – and that was like the first time I was truly, truly addicted to a game. And I nicknamed it Evercrack. Um, and I didn't – I wasn't a dad. I didn't have responsibilities. We were still dialing into outside that. Outside of work. So yeah. my um, girlfriend at the time, we would talk every night on the phone. And I know she would get annoyed with me because – um, she would call me and it would be busy and she knew exactly why it was busy. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, you're right. I kept forgetting. I, I have to figure out when bandwidth started coming into the, cause there yeah, was like we got ISDN, cable modems about and there was 1999 and for us, for where we were, it so, was cable download and modem upload. Oh yeah, and we were playing EQ yeah, you're on right. that. So maybe, so City of Heroes, which mm-hmm. is 2004, and which is a little bit before Lauren was born. Um, yeah, we, we were had full cable broadband with Anarchy Online. Ah, okay, yeah. so 2001. Did everybody play? So let's say we, we all played EverQuest. We all got sucked into that. We all had to realize the impact of our lives. And then Anarchy in Line yeah. was a sci-fi one. But I only remember no, playing that it, with Jay you. played it. Like, I don't know. Um, I think Irv was in there. I don't remember no, it, not it didn't. lasting it was about very two months. long. I remember yeah. being so buggy. Like we would we would go and we would travel for like five minutes. And then all of a sudden we'd find ourselves back in time where we were five minutes. Previous, well, the whole thing, it was, it was like it had this Blade Runner feel to it. And I could not wait to go into the city and experience what it would be like in a city with like hundreds or thousands of other players. 
and the frame rate was about one pra- frame per, per 20 seconds. <laughs> and it was literally, you couldn't go into the city. It was unplayable. So then we just played the game out in the woods. And that's why it got old because there was really nothing to do but grind. Oh, wow. It looks like this is still online. Anarchy man. Online? Anar- Anarchy-online.com. But it was like uh, cool because it wasn't just the swords and sorcery thing. You know, it took the MMO concept and put it into a different sort of genre. Yeah, that was the first. There wasn't even, I don't even know when Eve, I know, didn't Frank play Eve online for a while? I never played that. Yeah, I never, because that was too much of like, you're just running numbers and I have to do that at work. I don't (laughs) want to run numbers and spreadsheets at home. (laughs) <laughs> so all right so we did anarchy online and then dark age of camelot came right. out fall of 2001 and i felt like october 9th 2001 i felt like that was the first time since everquest that we were all on a schedule like because that was a group based like a lot of these games you couldn't really solo but dark age of camelot man was like you needed two yeah, people or more if you were you did, yeah. You always needed somebody to to be able to tank, and you could get away with a tank and, you and a damage heals. dealer. But even yeah, yeah you, you needed the the, the DPS was, tank heal, like uh, that whole setup. Yeah, that that's where they came up with the terms of the Trinity for these type of games: tank, healer, DPS, and DPS is damage per second. Um, so. What was cool about Dark Age of Camelot was it had three factions. So we there was Hibernia. Yeah. Isn't that what it was called? Hibernia, which we picked, which was all like yeah, it was like the Celtic elves and leprechauns feel. and And then Midgard was yeah. like the Norse feel. And people would nickname them Stun Guard back then, I remember, because they had the ability to and everything then, just stunned. What you. was the other one? And then there this was like was the what was weird. Neil yeah, Albion was, was like the Albion. King Arthur type It was type Albion, field. which was King Arthur. And Neil chose to do Albion without us. So we all played Harburnian and that he went Yeah, I didn't even path. know. I didn't know Neil yet. Ah, so maybe I, he didn't, he wasn't like, yeah, that's right. Because in EverQuest, maybe he wasn't playing with all the guys. Um, so that, I had a lot of good memories of that. You guys played that way longer. This this was the time when I would burn out on these things. This is where the Spitsky burnout yeah, started. Yeah, it took EverQuest and it it notched up just about every gameplay mechanic to the next level. And so the quest systems were significantly more intuitive. EverQuest had a very clumsy quest system. Um, right. If you could even find them, oh, you had yeah, to like yeah, hail yeah. You had to, to find out. It was like voodoo. It was almost like secret language type stuff. And Dark Age of Camelot just laid it out for you. So quests were all of a sudden a thing that you could do to, to level up instead of just killing the same squirrels over and over. And then it also had crafting, yeah. which was very mature. Um, it, it reduced the penalty for death, which made it a lot more fun. Oh, yeah. You used to in right. EverQuest, you had to go right. back naked. But the best part about it. Corpse was the open realm PVP where you could just run out yeah, the into frontier. this frontier and you would just 
join a battle with hundreds of other players. And when I tell you that one of our friends who was a golf professional, so he had to be at work at 6 a.m., he was up with me at 2 a.m. And, and we didn't have voice yet. So he types to me, my heart is beating so hard. And I just knew like he was just, <laughs> he was hooked. And I felt the same way because I was just, I never experienced anything yeah. like this. And we sort of just stumbled upon it. Yeah, the adrenaline rush of going into battle. I remember sieges with the catapults. You had you like you actually oh, built the siege amazing. machinery to knock down walls, and, and it stuff. was a game changer. You know, all of a sudden, because that's really the, the the thing that I loved was the the player versus player stuff. You know, that's why I was really into Street Fighter and the fighting games. I loved racing games against other people, and I loved the PvP aspect of Dark Age of Camelot. Yeah. And that's uh, that's all around the time we're all getting married. It's like 2001. We're all doing well in our careers, and that was our escape. And now I have, yeah, I have a ton of good memories of then. And then we didn't. You guys started playing Battlefield 1942 mm-hmm. the following year, so I don't know if we all lasted a year together with that game, but I know we did. Yeah, me and Kevin were a while for a while. And you guys grinded. Frank- was in it with us too. Yeah. I think that you had left us. Even Irv might have been in with us. But we I stayed for a while. I got max level and realized that these games have an a different end game than the game that you play to level. And I wasn't able to make That's that true, transition. Yeah. And so then I just started up another character. And that brings us to Steejans. I also <laughs> have the ability to make a second account. And so uh Oh, that was a thing. Yeah, and right. so that's People what I was doing. Bots. I made this bot, this like heal bot for myself so that I could level quicker. So I made this little ranger guy, and then he would just get healed by my little healer guy. And it was the same class as our friend Jay. So just for kicks, I started like um, messaging him and asking him for tips on how to play. But my tips would get progressively more obnoxious and more intrusive and personal and i was sharing with him all these phony details about my drug addiction and all these other things and he would he would then message us in our like guild chat or whatever about this guy that was wouldn't leave him alone and so i kept it going for weeks (laughs) and i finally when i think what ended it was that i actually went and found him in the game and ran up to him and was following him around, and he he wanted to quit. He was like, "I'm done with this game." And I that's remember I was that, like, dude. It's been me for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Oh, so <laughs> funny, man! I remember that because I remember being in an area because he played a bard. So he could go really fast. And I remember him. I remember this. Uh, maybe I'm a magic, but I really remember this in my head. We're all in like, it's a green area, obviously. And we're, we're looking for like places to hunt monsters. And I see Jay zoom by. And then I see another character like 20 seconds later. It was way later, down south by. in that swamp going, area where, where, um, where Kev turned into yeah. the moose guy. Yeah. The giant antlers. Because the Zerg, the, the, it was the Midgard guys could turn into like bears. Oh, so and they were so much better in every the, possible way. It the, was like the, just another example the of us yeah. choosing the wrong thing and having to live with it. 
Because once you invest like, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 hours, you're not changing. Yeah, yeah, I know. Because that's the other thing. Those games, it's not like today. Like even World of Warcraft today, if you started a new character, because um, I did this. I started a level, well, you start at level 20. But I, I did this for a Void Elf, which is at the end of the last expansion. If you got to max level, which was 110, you could unlock this cool armor. And I had nothing else going on. It took me maybe th- three weeks of playing casually. And by casually, I mean maybe mm-hmm. five hours a week. So what, so what is that? 15 hours to go from nothing to max level? 15 hours would get you a low. Oh, in, in EverQuest, I played in for two days. weeks. And at the end of two weeks, I had one and a half less levels than I'd started. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and that's when I gave up. I forgot. It took away X. Yeah. That was such a bad it was, death penalty. It was right, right at the shore there. I forget what it was called, like South Shore or something. And I was trying to. I remember Oasis and Northern yeah, right Row, there. Southern Row. And I was and along the shoreline, and I would try and get the lower-level alligators in the water or crocodiles. And then every now and then, somebody would train one of these max-level giants <laughs> on purpose just to grief. And so I would die, and I would lose three, four bubbles of experience, which a bubble was like a 20th of your total experience for that level. And if it happened three, four yeah. times in one night, you would lose like an entire level. Oh, that's right. You oh, could yeah. lose levels too. And abilities. Yeah, that was brutal. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So you, Dark Age of Camelot, Battlefield 1942, and then we had yeah, City Age of the Heroes. That was what, I was go. really, really loving that game and very disappointed that the end game was something that I didn't. Like I didn't understand, and I didn't really know what to do, and so that kind of died. And I think in my heart. <laughs> this is where, yeah. Well, this is where we see these type of games, right? Is that you have to have content coming out, and I think they eventually had expansions, but like you needed really large guilds to do raids and. That it was really wow that nailed the ability to like play with five to ten people on like C content. So back then, you needed like forty person, fifty people to be able to see all this kind of end content, or you did the PvP. And then I think what happened with DAOC was that the balance killed them. Is that they could never get one side in balance with the other side. Like Midgard was always just overpowering. Yeah, so I can tell you very specifically what happened, which was that they didn't let you respec. And so the spec that I needed with my character to level, which was the only spec that would be invited into groups, was this Void Eldritch spec. But the PvP spec was not that spec. And if you played that spec, you basically couldn't PvP. And the whole endgame in Dark Age of Camelot, once you hit max level, was going out in these realms and fighting against the other realms, and I couldn't do anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're right. Because even WoW in the beginning, you couldn't respec. Now you can just jump back and forth. Oh, I know. It's specs. fantastic. You could do it, like, in minutes. Yeah. So that, you know what? You're, the, the, you can see these. there's these themes there of choice and a commitment to it. 
it was very, very important that whatever you chose in the beginning, that was your destiny right. within this game. And not for only years. that, though, the game developers, they didn't know yet what would make a successful MMO. You know, like, how do you know what the end level content is supposed to look like? You can only guess. Yeah. And that we were paying for these, okay. we were paying subscriptions yep. back then for everything, right? And I wonder what it was in comparison to when WoW came out. Like if WoW was more or less. I think it was $9 a month and WoW might have been like 12 Let me see if there's a... But after Dark Age of Camelot, because I was also playing Diablo 2, and I jumped back into that, but that's when Battlefield 1942 came out. Like I had a little bit of a gaming break and then I started playing that. And and that Ah, was an awesome game. I think I played with you guys once yeah. and I didn't even know how to get out of the I boat. I do remember it. So then I would put you in the Jeep with me and we would just drive <laughs> across the uh, the bridge. Remember that? No. I have no memory of Battlefield other than I would just randomly <laughs> die by a sniper. <laughs> I had no idea. I've always sucked really, really bad at shooters. My reaction time is just horrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's why my kids play Overwatch all the time, and I don't, because I just I'm awful, and it's frustrating, and it's not fun. <laughs> I had, had no idea. I just figured you didn't like it, but we played 1942 a lot. No, I would have loved to have played with you guys, but I just uh, it's one of the few things first person shooters. There's very few things where you can feel the rage bubbling up inside you. And it's not a rage. It's just a rage because you suck so bad. You're getting mad at yourself and the game. And it's like, it's like anger tied it with um, inadequacy at the same time and embarrassment. And so it's like, I don't need to feel all this. Mm -hmm. So I just don't play them. Even to this day, I don't. Yeah. It can be really frustrating. Um, I know it. In Battlefield, but you guys, you were great. At it you. was basically spawn and die if you didn't know what you were doing. Yeah, that's basically what would happen to me. I, rem- I would spawn and I would try to get to where you guys were, and then a sniper would just shoot me. <laughs> and I'm like, "What am I yeah. doing?" You had to know the maps. You had to know the weapons. There <laughs> was remember, a lot to it. And I remember being blown away by the graphics and the feel of it like because really there's so many like people you were involved in combat like it was that. the first time i had ever played a game and i felt like oh so this must be what not, what world war ii feels like with the, the sounds were just yeah. so spot on you the crunching beneath your feet and the breathing and the bullets and the and the bullets in the background i mean it sounded like you were watching save a private ryan yeah yeah it was really Mm-hmm. The next level of realism graphics hit. And I think that's when the consoles started gaining popularity too. So people would play like Call of Duty. I remember when that came out in the graphics and then people yeah. started playing that online But the together. thing that was missing from Two. 1942 was progression. And that's what they added in Battlefield 2 was this ability to level up, to get tons of achievements and you would basically rank up as if you were in the military and you could eventually get to, you know, like sergeant this or general or whatever. That was awesome. The achievement oh, system wow. was amazing. That's awesome. And that's kind of the start of that's kind of like how they all work now. Like Destiny works that right. way. And, and 1942, and what also made it amazing was the addition of vehicles. 
So now you're not just running on foot. Yes. You're getting in a Jeep, you're getting in tanks, you're getting in airplanes, helicopters, all that stuff. It was amazing. Yeah, I remember you used to fly yeah, helicopters. Or here, I just remember when we would get together, people yeah, would talk BF2 about you flying the helicopter. Where I was and really, all the moves you would um, like that's all I did. I only played maps with the helicopter. That's awesome. So we like, but before BF2, we had WoW come out and we also played City of Heroes. I remember City of Heroes because it was for, I think for all of us, it was like the game we played when we were expectant fathers. Oh, I played with my son in my lap. I remember. Yeah. And I remember uh, it was right up. Wasn't it Chris or somebody was like, we were like, he's like, I think my wife's water broke. And we were like, go to the hospital. And he's like, oh, it's all right. We got it. Okay. Yeah. We could finish the map. And we were like, dude. Yeah, that go game to the hospital. Had, had all the pieces to where it could have been a lot better than it was. You know, I think it got released a little bit too early. But we were all comic book geeks. And that game just had it. And it had the yeah. ability to create your own. Like I've never since then I've never seen as much customization from the powers to like what you actually looked like. You had that guy that was a mm-hmm. mishmash of awesomeness. I spent two hours on that mishmash. Yeah, what's even funnier is Did you really? um, Jeff and I were on a business trip, so we were in Syracuse, New York, and we both brought our computers with us, and we plugged them into the hotel's broadband so that we could create our characters. Yeah. Oh, wow. And he was getting mad at me because I was using the only, like, um, Cat5 Ethernet cable. <laughs> and it took me two hours to make that <laughs> ugly purple thing. <laughs> but you could. You could you could yeah. have – you could change sizes. And then they think they had, like, Yeah, but there were no capes. And, and flying was weak. And so it's like, uh, you know. Well, they added yeah, – I think eventually they added they did. Eventually. I was done with it by then. Yeah. It didn't last long. Everybody, everybody had newborns, and then wow! As soon as wow came, which was November that year, so that was really like a couple months that we played that. And then I remember Frank was in the wow beta, and we were at work together, and he was living close by. So after work, we came, and I remember to this day I played a gnome thief in the Dwarven starter area in Vanilla Wow, and I remember running around, and I was like, "This is." this is like i'm like they got it like i felt like I, they were telling a story within the quest line because nobody yeah. had quest hubs before you just went the moment when you walk something. up to that dwarven city is it's it's like iron forge yeah like everyone remembers exactly what that feeling was it was amazing yeah. it was amazing it you was like watching lord of the rings and you're now playing it mm-hmm. and then the griffin rides too that was the first game where you would fly from one area to another, but they became these like um, – it was on rails, but it was like these vistas where it would take you through where you just quested. Oh, yeah. and It was like a scenic route. Kind of it was stuff. like riding the uh, you know, Great Adventure when you get on that little cable car thing just so you can see the whole park. It was awesome. Yeah. We could do like a whole episode on Vanilla because people always ask about like what it was like. And I think what they forget – is you remember when you would reach, like, I think the 60, max level yeah. might have been 60, maybe, or maybe it was 50. Uh, no, maybe you're right. Maybe Burning Crusade was 60, I forget. 
Yeah. So remember you'd reach like level 48 and there was no yeah. more quests? Well, I remember <laughs> we were playing with Irv and it was the same thing as Dark Age of Camelot. And, and I was worried. I was like, what's going to happen when I reach max level? And he's like, that's when the game just starts. And I, and I didn't believe him. I didn't know what he meant. But I didn't know anything about raids because we didn't do all that when we were leveling. You know, we were just doing quests and, you know, yeah. groups of two or three. And he was doing the heavy guild content and all the uh, the raids, like getting all that gear. I didn't even know that part of the game existed. Yeah, the tiers and stuff like that. Yeah, I remember doing Molten Core in vanilla. Um, but you had to get key attuned for it. And there was all these strategies. And it was like 60 people, like 40, 60 people. It was Matt, And they had DKP points, dragon kill points. That's where that is. You need to know <laughs> what you're doing. More DPS. Oh, you, it was like a job. Stuff. People would have to log on four hours in advance. Yeah, and wait. Yeah, and you had you had to wait around yeah, and do I, all that, and that is all gone. That part is gone from history. Thank God. People, people are still hardcore. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I know with the latest thing. expansion, people are still doing the whole. You have to log on at this time. We raid every night. You know, it's very serious. But it's not like that was. That was. That was next level. Yeah. Well, you and the coordination. Like now you can do like we were even doing this. Like if it's a ten person raid, you can one, you could do looking for raid. We just ran to people. But let's say you've got like six friends logged on with you. So maybe you have seven people. You can just pug pickup group the last three. And they could be random people. But at least you can get it done. It's not like, oh, so-and-so you know, had something going on. He couldn't log it. Because I think that's what was the frustration for people. Was you couldn't do it without a certain amount of people. And if somebody had something in real life going on, yeah. everybody else got scumbag. Yeah, and that's where before they had these mechanics where they would just fill your party for you, you had to actually make friends. And so we made we like yeah. had an alliance with another group guild that was about similar size and so we would run all the 10 mans when those were finally available we would run it with this other guild and we usually had enough to do it and like get pretty far every week because it would reset on a weekly basis remember did we yeah yeah that's right and heroics and stuff had a certain amount of time and didn't we didn't were we all horde and playing uiy yeah. in vanilla we, too? so i started alliance and I think you you went horde yeah, I did too. pretty quick. Because I remember it was like a point of contention when we were starting to play. And you wanted me to play horde and I wanted to play alliance. And uh, we just went our separate ways. And so me and I think Brian started playing with us. That's when Jeff started playing. Jay and Kev were all playing alliance. And you, you went off with Irv and some others, I guess, and played horde. And then we, we played oh, for wow. a couple months and then we quit. And then you kind of like drummed up some excitement about it again. Like, hey, we should all play together. And that's when we all jumped on Horde. And that's where we stayed. Yeah, that's right. I just remember the Torrents And that was when the so UIY cool. was born as, a, as a, a WoW guild. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's definitely because I remember for some reason, this is what I remember. I remembered going into arenas. Was it called arenas? With you guys the, to get the, the tiered grounds. gear and Kev going, I suck. 
No, it wasn't battlegrounds. It was like actual like yeah. Okay, so arenas arena came later. To get... Yeah. Oh, that Burning was Burning Crusade, Crusade was the arena. Alteric yeah, Valley. We played we vanilla. We played Warsong Gulch and basically owned it for sixty straight levels. Remember? Oh yeah. Soul Catcher. Yeah, with the fly. Steel. Yeah, Soul oh, yeah. Catcher was, was that the his Alliance name? Druid? Yeah, he was the Druid. So that this is what happened. Like I didn't realize it that at the time. Like I realize it now. But when you would queue for the battlegrounds, it yeah, was only they people didn't do on cross your server until much later. And so I remember people would log in to a character to like ask you mm-hmm. on your side. Or well, like usually talk, what they would do is just say, talk, uh, "You guys crap. are unbelievable," because we would win in five minutes. We had it oh down. yeah, we had that down. I don't think people coordinated no. with voice and chat. And we, we were, were it though. was before we were max level, and so we were, you know, I mean, we weren't going against like the big boys. But once we hit max level and we queued worse on yeah. goals, and we figured we would just roll it, and we got absolutely crushed. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that because it was all about gear. Yeah, it was all about skill until you hit sixty or fifty. Yeah, and then. It- it made it all unfair. Yeah, that was we so fun. That though. Warsong I mean, Gulch. that was some of the funnest PvP because it wasn't just about killing people. You know, it was this capture the flag thing, and it took a lot of strategy. And there was fainting, and you know, I mean, there was all these different um, techniques that you had to use. Yeah, and you got really good. So as the expansions came out, everybody's got full time jobs and families, and it was hard for us to all be on the same at the same time. And I think we all, there were periods where expansions would come out and we would play together when we could. But I, I remember a stretch where you were yeah, like king of it. arena. We even played a couple arena matches together. <laughs> You're right. Justifying the date again. You, <laughs> you, uh, I remember playing arena with you and I would die in like 30 seconds and then you would yeah, it was just experience. kill the two people. I mean, you had to, you had to know your that character rogue, and you had to know what had. they were going to do. Like that was the whole key to, to arenas was to know what their go-to um, like combination was going to be because it played very differently than PvE. Yeah, that's, everything had a counter. Yeah, right, everything the counter. counter. So yeah. I would tell you if someone went stealth – because I knew how it worked, I would say they're going to do this and then they're going to do that. And and so you would be able to react to that. I remember, I still think about this. If I ever do like a battleground or if I'm ever getting attacked in WoW, I hear your voice in my head that says, use your defensives as soon as you enter combat because that's what everybody does. And I would like hold on to it and then I would get obliterated because everybody would be using all their cooldowns to do as much burst. And so you have to... Yep basically do all your defensives right away so that was like a good good coaching lesson brian and i were playing 2v2 arenas basically hundreds of matches a week you know like a lot before that we were just getting in our minimum 10 and then we would move on to other stuff but brian and i would just play him and play him play him and so that's how i got experienced at it and then in the next expansions i basically did exclusively arenas i didn't even do the other stuff yeah, and then and then they made it to where you oh, could wow. queue with strangers. Yeah, they have like so I wouldn't a, have to re- wait for somebody to log on. I would just play with strangers. Right. Right. That's right. And you get a, a number. So when you would queue with mm-hmm. a stranger, they had a yeah, similar you had like a battleground rating. You. Yeah. And then based on that, you got 
different i think yeah, it was, it was cool because what would happen is if you had success with someone they would add you to their like battle net friends and then the next time you logged on they would just automatically reach out and say hey do you want to do you want to play together and so i i had a couple regulars depending on which character i was playing um they would want to group up with me oh yeah i remember you talking about that because I, I would, I think we were playing it sometimes, and I'd be like, "Where are you in arenas again?" And it was like, um, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't Gilga Smash. Yeah, I played them all. It was another guy. That was all that I did was doing. arenas. So all my characters, I had like four or five of them, and I had the priest, I oh, had wow. the druid, I had my warrior. Yep. I, yeah, I had a you mage. mage. I, I had pretty much Didn't every class. My hunter got real good. Yeah, and I was just that's that was what the nice game one. for me. As so I would do my little. Uh, whatever they call it, the fortress. What was it in Draenor? Yeah. Your little, like your followers oh, would go on their little missions. Your, so I would, yeah. I would send them all on their way. Yeah. yeah the garrison. Me. I'd the send garrison. them all on their way. And then I'd, I'd queue into um, arenas and do that. Spend a half hour or so playing and go about my business. Yeah. And now with the current expansion, yeah. nobody's playing. I'm the only one. I think it's run its course. I think oh yeah. It's been 14 years. And I we were just talking about this before we did the podcast. I've been playing Divinity 2 uh on a console and it's been really feeling like the storytelling and the combat is really good. It's very strategic. And then I went hopped back into Battle for Azeroth and it I it's like I don't want to say you feel the age yeah. but you feel like you've done it for 14 years. And the thing, this is what um, this is what happened to me, Phil, is because um, I was thinking about this, and I've been reading articles, and people feel the same way. Legion, and I know you guys didn't play Legion all the way through. Legion was some of the most epic storytelling, and it felt like it wrapped up Warcraft for me. Like you literally go to the home planet oh, wow. of the Burning Crusade and you kill them, and you 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 kill kill Jaden, you kill the leader of the. Uh, I hope I, I hope everybody's played. I'm not spoiling it, but you and there's so many somatics. It's like movies that they play, and then you meet the Titans because oh, you yeah. remember playing the Elders. Oh, the too. Titans, this and that, like they were mysterious. Yeah, you meet all of them, and you, there's a whole like Coliseum room, and like you find everything, and and it's like it's so freaking epic. Everybody's got you're like you have your own class and you have the mm-hmm. the most ancient weapon from your class, the most class defining weapons. They added class mounts, like everything was just so epic. And then this expansion, they're like, all right, everybody's artifacts, weapons gone. And now you're just fighting Horde and Alliance and you're going <laughs> to run around and do quests. Yeah. Like, that's basically what it feels like right now. And so you come off that. It's not that it's a bad expansion. The graphics are great. The storytelling's really good, but I've yeah. had this hard time of just being a turd again. It was like I was the most epic thing that ever lived. I've destroyed these evils that I was battling for 20 years going back to Warcraft 2. And it's it feels yeah. like it's done. And uh, you know, a lot of the expansions, I, I would be able to ride out my gear into like the mid, you know, let's say like it went from level 80 to 90. I'd, I'd be riding the same gear to level like 85 before I had to upgrade but eventually it would go away. And it, it was a very sad feeling to yeah. see that arena gear, whatever it was that you really worked hard to achieve to finally just like break it or put it in the bank and just never touch it again. Yeah. So 
I don't know. I think that's, I think games have changed now. We were just talking a little bit about Fortnite and Clash Royale and Overwatch and PUBG. And I see it with my kids, um, which is why I wanted to do this episode to kind of talk about what it was like. Mm-hmm. Cause it was during the PC revolution too, what it was like to have a bunch of people together to experience these worlds. A lot of them no. aren't there it's anymore. You Even log on, you play for a little bit and then you log off world. And back then it, it was a world. You know, you, you know, before that you were doing this scripted storyline yeah, You hung out, and you would, you know, kind of go through this linear path in these games like um, Baldur's Gate and some of these things. And then all of a sudden the MMOs, you log on and you have, especially with WoW, they give you so many options of like, what do I want to do? Do I want to craft? Do I want to raid? Do I want to quest? Do I want to PVP? Do I want to do arenas? Or do I want to just explore? Do I want to play an alt? Like there was just so much to do. And it was like a world, you know, it was like a separate existence. And now they that's that doesn't exist anymore. And I can tell you for World of Warcraft, the PvP is what really excited me about the game. And I thought it was a lot of fun. But I can just fire up Overwatch and have a better PvP experience. Yeah, that's a good point. Like even Heroes of the Storms, like all all this MOBA, the the feeling of that adrenaline you get in a competitive um kind of environment yeah. like that while you're having a character. <clears throat> yeah, that I mean it was it was great because make better. you were getting you were progressing to where you would get better stuff, and that's what's missing in Overwatch to me is that it feels sort of pointless. I mean, other than just that you're playing to have fun, the rewards in in wow and like that whole arena system were just you, you always felt like you were progressing and that i think if they could add that to overwatch somehow it would be a perfect game to me and you also to be fair in wow we had spent years on the characters too like years in the it felt for me because i see it with my kids now that they've been playing overwatch for years they do have attachments to certain characters over other characters because there's so many memories and they'll play yeah. to get a skin on a specific character. Like it's, and I remember feeling that way. Like I wanted a certain look for my character, right? Like, I, Oh, I got to get those. Well, shoulder it was beyond pads that. that. It like was this time that I was spending with you guys, thing. you know, because the game did disintegrated when you guys were no longer playing regularly. You know, my memories of that, you know, decade or so playing oh, yeah. expansions were not memories of playing a game. It was memories of hanging out with my friends, you know, especially Burning Crusade and Vanilla. I mean, we still tell stories about Kevin running around, not knowing how to heal. Oh, uh, I just, I thought you were going to say his shaman with the just red mohawk it. when the boss came. He got so scared. Uh, he just did laps around Strathmore. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, we had, we had yeah, some really good that times. That was so good. And we still do. Like um, every now and then, a couple people log on. We'll play a little Overwatch. We're all playing Clash Royale now. So pretty much everyone but you is um, playing Clash Royale. But it's not the same, you know. It's a different different experience. Yeah. 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 It's good memories. I think that's a good place to end it. A, uh, lots of places. I mean, we're going to have to get some of these guys on to to talk oh, about sure. this stuff too, because I know they've got memories locked in their head. Um, but it's good to see. It's good to look back. I some of these places in my head yeah. are like oh, yeah. real places. You can too. almost smell it. You know, I've experienced it Being with out you guys. In the barrens. 
That's right. <laughs> and here in the Barons right. chat. <laughs> All right, man.